Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of A Good Drop, where each week and every week we crack open a fresh bottle of red and have a smell. Yes, and this week we are smelling Jerif. I am quite fond of the rich, bold flavours that come in a Jerif. And we'll get into that more a little later on. I'm Stu. I'm Michael. Cheers. Cheers. Very first smell. I haven't very spicy. Yeah, so what we have in front of us is the 2015 Boy Meets Girl Jerif from the Riverina wine region. It smells very savory. Like like uh, notes of t- like tomato and or maybe even a like a, a faint Tuna, cooked tuna smell. Mm, I was getting sort of uh, berry and a slight hint of chocolate. Yeah, yeah, there's a little bit of berry in there, but it, definitely a whole pile of savory. Definitely a whole pile of savory flavors. Yeah, so Jerif wines are generally a very dark, inky-colored wine that's uh, relatively acidic, with firm texture and mouthfeel. Uh, they commonly have a bouquet with herbal and black pepper overtones. And typically offer flavors of blue fruit, black fruit, plums, uh, especially blueberries. Well, yeah, I can sort of pick those, but it just smells very savory, like a Shiraz smells savory. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It it is very reminiscent of a Shiraz, but I find it to be less bitey than than a Shiraz. Right. And certainly it's going to have similarities to the Shiraz because the Jerif was made from a cross-pollination with Shiraz and another much less known grape. Well, much less known in Australia. It is uh, apparently quite a popular French wine called uh, Pelousin. Pelousin? I'm not entirely sure. Pelousin, Pelousin. I mean, it's French. uh, Yeah, if you're French and you'd like to have a go at us for murdering the name of that wine varietal. Please do. Please do. Yeah, we'd love to know how to say it properly. Hmm. So it's, so, a, it's a, a cross-pollination between those two from way back in about 1868. Yeah, and uh, at that time it was developed by the French botanist Francois Durif at <laughs> the, uh, of the University of Montpellier when he crossed those grapes in an attempt to develop a grape variety that was resistant to downy mildew. Mm. At some point, the two vines cross-pollinated in his uh, in his greenhouse, and late it was later discovered by the ampelographer Victor Pouliot in 1868. The uh, University of Cal- the University of California in 1997 um, did a well went into the DNA and tried to work out what the exact history of it was. And it was, at that point, it was proven that it was definitely from Syrah and uh, Pelusin. Yeah, and uh, so it's interesting, I guess, that he was attempting to produce 
a um, a breed that could avoid downy mildew and accidentally did, but didn't know how he'd done it. Mm. Funny that. Yeah. I mean, a lot of a lot of uh, alcohol related uh, things have been happy accidents. Yes, it seems to be. Of course, what was, uh, I suppose, more of a happy accident is that we're lucky that it came to Australia because it was never particularly popular in France. They used it to mix with things from time to time. They mixed it with Shiraz for reds, and it's occasionally still mixed with Shiraz to make sparkling red. Mm, Very interesting. But it's barely grown in France at all now and is instead grown... In Australia, and well, I, I suppose places with more—it's grown more now in places with a hotter climate than France, like slightly hotter, slightly drier. So the U.S. grows a lot of it in uh, in California, in uh, Napa, Monterey, San Joaquin, that those kind of drier areas uh, where it's sometimes blended with uh, Zinfandel. Uh, in Israel, it grows quite well, and along with uh, Australia, where it's grown mostly in the Rutherglen region of Victoria. And it is also grown in Brazil, Argentina, Chile, and Mexico. But, I mean, R- Rutherglen in Australia is the best known region for it, but it's grown in a lot, like a lot of Australian wine regions. Mm. So, including Rutherglen. It is also grown in, and I'm not going to list them all because we don't have time for that in a single episode. It's also grown in the Hunter Valley, Riverland, the Great Western region, the Barossa Valley, the Glen Rowan region, the Riverina region, where what we're drinking now is from, King Valley region, the Swan Hill region, and the Heathcote region, to name a few. Yeah. But there are many, many more. Hmm. It's basically grown in almost every wine-growing region of Australia where it gets hot sometimes, <laughs> which is all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much all of them. Pretty much Australia yeah. gets hot sometimes, more often than not. Yeah, and because apparently it um, does much better in hot climates than cold climates, which sort of explains why the French didn't like it too much. Hmm. So one, well, we should taste this before we get into any more history. Oh, yes, let's. All right. Here we go. It tastes much more... There's much more berries in the taste than the smell. Yeah. For sure. And a little bit of chocolate. Definitely spice. Mm. And wow. Yeah, very full, heavy mouthfeel. Like it really fills your mouth. Even after you're done with a mouthful, it's like there's still something there. Mm. And it's not... I mean, it's it's not an unpleasant sensation either. It's a very pleasant, lingering, mm. berry sort of taste that yeah. stays on the tongue. I like it. It's probably a bit bitey, a bit um, bit full bodied for my personal tastes, but mm. I can definitely see why you like it. Yeah, yeah, because it's it's a smooth but full bodied wine, mm. whereas a lot of Shirazes are full bodied, but they'll bite your face off <laughs> if you're not careful. <laughs> I mean, you can definitely tell it was um, made from Syrah or Shiraz, for sure. Oh, yeah. There's definitely notes of that there. Um, very interesting. 
Mm. Now, your, your use of the term Sarah does remind me that um, they don't actually call this Jerif in California. No, they, they... Well, sorry. They call it Petite Sarah. But in that same 1997 DNA study that you mentioned, they found that the Petite Sarah growing in California is Jerif. Yes. Not to be confused with Petite Sarah, spelt differently, actually. The... The Californian Petite Sarah is spelt with, spelt spells Sarah S I R A H, whereas an a Petite Sarah, spelt S Y R A H, is actually a Petite Sarah. Yeah, it's a miniaturized clone of a Sarah grape. Hmm. They also get those two confused sometimes. Yeah, though the Petite Sarah with an I started being grown there significantly later than the Petite Sarah with a Y mm. and was, in fact, only growing there from about the 1880s. Hmm. How about that? Yeah. That said, though, it's only been um, Petite Sarah with an I or Jerif, as it is more properly called, has only been growing in Australia since 1908. Well, Australia is not a very old country. No, that's true. And um, yeah, it was brought over here by the the Victorian viticulturalist Francois de Castella. And um, yeah, so since 1908, in about 120 years, it's spread to Australia being one of the largest producers of it. We have over 740 hectares growing, I think. About that, yeah. Yeah. Another note that I've just noticed is um, toast. It smells like toast. Are you sure you're not having a stroke, Stuart? Maybe. You don't smell toast? Maybe. I feel like my my taste buds and nose are just way out today. Well, I suppose I sort of get a slight hint of toast, maybe. It's a hint. Hmm. Probably more accurate than the tomato savory flavors I was talking about earlier. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but I'm not a wine connoisseur. Mm. But it's interesting because it is spicy, but it's fruity, but it's chocolatey. Mm. Somehow it manages to have all these flavors that don't seem like they should be able to coexist. Yeah, but they do. And this wine does it well. Um Boy Meets Girl have made a fantastic drop. They have indeed. Yeah. So, uh, the Petite in the name of the of Petite Syrah supposedly refers to the size of the berries and not the vine, which um, which means that the, the leaves are quite large, but the uh, bunches and the grapes themselves are quite small and packed tightly together. Mm. And, of course, the result of that is you get a lot more skin, which is where the extra tannins come from. But that really depends on who's producing it and how late in the process they chose to remove the skins. Mm. Absolutely. Um, Another thing to note is the difference between the Durif and a Petit Syrah, since they want to call it the same, people want to call it the same name, unless you try and pronounce Syrah and Syrah differently. Yeah, though how one pronounces Syrah and Syrah differently. Syrah? 
<laughs> Syrah. Syrah and Syrah. I, I don't know. They're, don't they're know. basically the same in pronunciation, I think. Yeah. So, compared to a Syrah, a uh, Jurif is noticeably more darker and more purplish in color. And typically, it's more more fuller and rounder flavor in the mouth. And some and can often offer a, a brightness that the Syrah lacks. Obviously, I'm reading this off notes because I don't have any clue what the difference between the two are. I would have to have one side by side to actually compare them. And then you, you would see that the, the Syrah or Shiraz is a much lighter, redder color in comparison. Mm. I mean, it is, you could be mistaken for thinking that you were looking at a glass of red ink. Hmm. Yeah. It's it's very dark in color. Um yeah. even held up to a light there's no translucence at all. Yeah. The, Nothing shines through it. It's definitely a lot of tannins in it. Like looking at the the thin part of the of the wine. So if you hold hold your glass sideways, it um makes it quite shallow so you can see like the edge color. And it's a very small edge on in this one versus a slightly bigger one for like a Tempranillo or a um, uh, Pinot Noir. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Oh, yes. It's a very unique wine, I think, in its darkness and its flavor profile and its smells and the... Mm. It's just... Perhaps not for me. Yeah, yeah, perhaps not for you, but certainly I like everything about it. That's good. Now, while we're talking about things to like, though, you would potentially like it more had we paired it with an aged cheddar, which would be a particularly good pairing for this type of... I thought you were going to say, speaking of liking things, you should like us on Facebook. No, oh, an aged vintage cheddar would be the perfect cheese pairing to have with this wine. But um oh, I don't have any. But mostly strong strong flavours, obviously, but you mm. want strong flavours that aren't going to be over the top. Yeah. Absolutely. So, like um a meaty stew, for example, or a a dish made with a game meat, mm. or perhaps something grilled or barbecued. I wonder if kangaroo would be a good pairing. Because that's quite gamey. It is, and it probably would be, actually. It probably would be. I think we might have to... That might be an episode, Mickle. Like, barbecue, bold pairings. Mmm, food pairings and barbecues. Mmm. An Aussie food pairing. Food pairings around the world. No, I don't think it would suit a dark chocolate the way Shiraz does. No... No, it's, it's, it tastes more fruity, like too fruity to be mm. a, a good to be a good pairing with dark chocolate. Yeah, and I think because it's got those slight chocolate flavors to it itself, mm. you really would want to pair it with something, I suppose something that you might pair with dark chocolate. Yeah, like berries. Yeah, mm. but then it's got those berry flavors to it. Yeah. Well, maybe... It- Oh, I don't know then. I don't know, perhaps if you reduced it to a jus and put it over a dark chocolate <laughs> berry ice cream. <laughs> so, 
given that it's your favorite wine, when did you first discover it? Oh, it would have been quite some time ago, probably six or seven years okay. ago, I would say. But, uh, yeah, Jerif is one that, yet another one that has always been a challenge for me to find by itself. Because mm. people are still following that common thing that uh, the French began of blending it. And selling it as a blend with something else. Mm. But luckily, the good people at Boy Meets Girl have consistently produced a very <laughs> good Jurif that is just Jurif. Fantastic. Yeah, so I guess let's, um, before we tie this off, I will recommend for anyone who likes a full bodied wine, for anyone who enjoys Shiraz but finds it a little too bitey. Do try Jerif hmm. because it's a similar experience without the bite. Awesome. Yeah. Shiraz or Syrah. Um, there's not really any other bitey, full bodied reds, is there? They're the two. They're, yeah. They're the big ones, that's hmm. for sure. Or maybe, um, uh, what's that? Um, Malbec. Oh, yes. Malbec's a big, big, full flavored, bold. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, love Malbec. <laughs> but, yes, yeah, so I suppose, of course, if you're in the States, where many of our listeners are, then you'll want to be looking for the Petite Syrah with an I. Mm. Though recent changes have allowed them to now refer to it on the label as either Petite Syrah with an I or Jurif. Which is good, because that's the proper name. Because that's the proper name, yes, but... They wouldn't. They refused to pass something saying it had to be labelled as Jerif because it had been called Petite Seraph for so long. Oh yeah, that's hilarious. The the um, a ATF, ATF alcohol, tobacco, and firearms uh, policing body wants to combine the two because they're basically the same wine, and the. Uh, uh, ATT, um, the Alcohol Tobacco Taxing Agency, doesn't want to do that because they're pro- I think they've got two different um, tax levels for them. I don't know. That's, I read it on a website. Right. But yeah, e- either way, you can find it under both names and whether it's labeled Petite Syrah with an I or Jerif, it's the same thing. Hmm. And you should try it. Yeah, definitely recommend this one. I would definitely recommend. Yeah, so how many bottle caps would you give this wine? Adjusted for uh, for the fact I'm not su- not a huge fan of wine, I would put this up with a eight and a half. Mm, and I would have to agree with you there. Yeah. I would also give around an eight and a half. Hmm. I mean, this is this is a very new wine to me. Um, I'm not entirely sold on the on the flavors and the smells, um, but it goes down very smoothly. The flavors that it has are clear, despite what I said earlier. <laughs> I just don't really know what I'm talking about when it comes to deciphering wines. 
that's your department. Yeah. And I'm honestly okay with not really knowing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I, would I get it again? Yeah. I, yeah, I would. What about... So you think it's an eight and a half too? Yeah, I, I do. And I can safely say I would get it again because I have got it again. <laughs> This this is a 2015. I have had the 2013. Wow. I have had. Wow, this is a five-year-old one. The huh. four four-year-old four-year-old, nearly five. Nearly five. Yeah. Yeah. So the because um, boy meets girl say that you can sell their jury for a good five years or so. Hmm. So this would be about perfect. So this is yeah the perfect time to be drinking this particular jury. Fantastic. Fantastic. So, if you liked what you heard, uh, be sure to like and subscribe us. Like and subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app, including uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Podbean, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, uh, Google Play Music. You can find us pretty much everywhere as a good drop podcast. As a good drop, all about alcohol. You can also find us on the socials, Facebook and Instagram, as a good drop podcast. And if you've got any, uh, if you want to check out our backlog of previous episodes, you can go to our website, agooddrop.com.au. Or if you've got any comments, questions, feedback, uh, suggestions for future pronunciations of wines from France, <laughs> you can send us an email to agooddrop at gmail.com. Yeah, now be sure to tune in next time when we talk about Gosa. Hmm. It's a French kind of beer, French style of beer. It is. It's uh, very different from everything that I'd had before. Yes, and we should probably leave that there, because if we start getting into it, we'll give too much away. That is very true. Very, very true. So, until then, until next time, cheers. cheers.